Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Is This a Thing? It's a week early, but I'm playing the sound effect. It's the spooktacular. (laughs) Hell yeah. We're in. Now with one extra week. We're starting in September. Ooh. What are we, what I mean, much like you know, retail increases the strike zone with with Halloween season. I mean, they, they already, start, there's already Halloween candy. Oh yeah, in the stores. A ton of it, yeah. Candy's Actually, out I think there. Like yeah. Three weeks ago, I bought like some spooky candy. I see. and I already ate it all. <laughs> I saw a spirit. I've seen all the spirit Halloweens. As a matter of fact, they're back. I just like it's fucking September still. Yeah, <laughs> just keep open all year. I, Why uh, are we? Well, I'm not sure that's a really sound business model. I don't know. I, I want to meet the person that shops at Spirit Halloween year round. Mm. You know, like, does anyone go to like the clearance rack in April and just like, oh, there's some cobwebs here that would look really nice so, on my, <laughs> in my pantry. My, I went to my sister-in-law's house in Connecticut and her entire home decor is based around spooky. Oh, uh, all so year round. A lot of skulls. Yes. Okay. Rob all the things you would picture yeah. at Spirit Halloween does like one go at Spirit Halloween when it rolls around and then he's good for the year. Yeah, he probably owns a Spirit Halloween. He probably has one in his house. I mean, that Munsters trailer looks like it's at a Spirit Halloween. Did we ever <laughs> oh, talk God. about that thing? Oh, I think we need to do the Munsters on this show. We better. Yeah. Holy shit, that thing looks just gnarly. Weren't we going to do like a month of zombie movies? And by that, I mean Rob zombie movies. I think we had brought it up and yeah. I, I got month? shivers I think so a month that's a lot uh, dude those are bad movies I mean we could do a month of M. Night Shyamalan but Rob <laughs> Zombie yo st- new M. Night trailer by that the way that is true yeah does that correlate with Spooktacular uh well sure Yeah, looks so stupid. It does. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm kind of five stars. Can't wait. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Knock at the door. I don't even know about that title, but fine. It's Let's based on a short story or novel or something. I think. So it was old. Oh, I guess old was yeah. So I guess yeah. That's pretty crazy. That was based on something. <laughs> I would love. I would love to see the normies take on old to see what that would actually look like. Have you seen old Nick? Not yet. Nico loves it. I do. I I think M Night's totally back. Can't wait for the new movie. Um, yeah. So uh, it's it's spooky season. <laughs> there it is. Right. You're already a little tr- already a little trigger happy. Yeah. Let <laughs> me just get a couple of those out of the way, and then we'll be we'll be good. Uh, we're talking Barbarian, a movie in theaters now, um, and is doing quite well actually. I think is gross. $29 million at the domestic box office, which is much more than it cost and um, has actually like increased screens across the country. Ah. There, are, It's been playing in more theaters. Disney has increased the uh, the uh, the uh, the prominence of this movie um, because word of mouth has been so positive. That's it was true. like a real underground sleeper hit. That's cool, though. Yeah, it's rare that that happens. I love I, it. I, I had never heard anything about it. You guys were like, yo, go see it. And I just went into the theater blind. You did, I, I've never been happier to see Justin Long yeah. pop up in a movie. <laughs> and boy, does he pop up. <laughs> boy, does he pop up. In every sense of the word, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it was it was one of those movies. I love movies because I'm so tuned in to like what's happening in Hollywood. And I know everything about you know upcoming releases and it's so refreshing when a movie comes out 
it's just randomly the number one movie at the box office in a, a slow September weekend. And that's the first time you hear about it. Mm. You hear about it after it's become a success. I love that feeling just because like, yeah, I don't have that feeling anymore as a film goer usually. So uh, just getting recommended this movie and having people tell me don't know anything going into it. Don't read anything about it. Don't uh, spoil yourself. Don't look at the Wikipedia page. Don't even watch the trailer. And I didn't. I mean, Nick, I, I think you texted us. You were like, I'm uh, going into this movie not knowing the genre. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> no Holy idea. shit! Yeah. Well, like, that's that's the tra- crazy. The, tra- the trailers. Be- when I saw seven horror trailers in a row, it became pretty obvious what they're going for. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but you didn't see any trailers for this, like when you were at the theater, because that that's how I was. No. I was. I was. I didn't. I didn't see. No. no. I mean, I I wasn't going to the same movies that you were. I like, I, I don't think I saw the Black Phone. I think that was the first time it debuted. Okay. The trailer. So I I didn't see that in the theater. Um. Yeah. I I was completely hermetically sealed. Wow. Completely. I was not. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that'll speak to part of my thoughts on the movie. But yeah, no. Uh, st- still nice to see movies like this, you know, like come alive and people talking about them. It's not quite what I expected for people to be talking about at this point in time, but okay. Yeah. Fine. Right. Awesome. Uh, before we get too deep into this conversation, though, we have some other business to take care of. A couple other things, actually. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do first? I-, I think Adam has some news. Oh, yeah. I'm pregnant. He bought Raging Bull on Criterion. I brought Raging Bull on Criterion. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Oh, also important news. I updated my uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, so now I have them all on Blu-ray. Very, oh, very thank God. Very important. Very important. I was losing sleep at I know night you knowing were. I, I had to let you know, Nico. Two Towers was on DVD, and the other two were on Blu-ray. This is re- really driving me nuts, yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're happy to hear this. I mean, the lack of symmetry there is really frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the actually, situation? Actually, well, that would be symmetrical, actually. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. This I technically it, would, yeah. In a way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, what do they on call the shelf, it? right? Sure. What do they call those words that spell the same way frontwards and backwards? Palindrome. Yeah, palindrome. palindrome. Race yeah. car. And Weird that palindrome's not a palindrome. I know they really dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, fake word people. <laughs> you really dropped the ball. <laughs> uh, what's the deal with the Hobbit Blu-rays? Do you have any of those? No. Okay. No. You planning on adding those? Probably not. Yeah. But I will add Rings of Power. Okay. Have you watched it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I didn't see it. Yeah. I saw it's the fine. intro. The intro looks very strange. I saw the. It's, it looks yeah. like Days of Our Lives or whatever. <laughs> like it's very weird. I was out the second I saw a lineup of the cast, and it was a bunch of like tweeners doing Lord of the Rings, and I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, yeah. The news? Yeah. Well, I got engaged. Where's the uh, Gilbert Godfrey? You fool! Where's <laughs> <laughs> that on the soundboard? Oh, I don't have it here. Let me see. Uh, you fool! <laughs> uh, we, we need to get that on the soundboard. It's very important. Die, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Abel. Oh man. Uh, yeah, Abby proposed. Yeah, she proposed. She got down on one knee. She finally did it. Yeah. I mean, we've been waiting years and years yeah. of like, when is this going to happen? A lot of nights of heartbreak, just waiting for her to ask me. <laughs> it's been tough, guys. I mean, really, this is news. At like most pieces of news on this program, this news is really about me. At the end of the day, and <laughs> what? Um, well, no, this. I mean, officially, three out of four of the hosts. 
on this show right. oh, have, have a woman in their lives. And, and we're how old again? I thought I had more time I really did you know sometimes just like you you you, you butcher the clock management you know and, and to use a football phrase and I just uh, thought I had more time and now I have no friends all my friends are engaged. All my friends are married. It's an awful situation. <laughs> I spe- I'm spending so you much have money. No friends. I have no friends. <laughs> I have no we friends. Talk- <laughs> we we literally talk like every day on chat and twice a week on video. It's not the same, Nick. Knowing that you're betrothed, knowing that you have that ring around your finger, it just that there's that ring is there's always a little bit of distance. Oh, look at it. It's right there. Look at it. Uh, prom, Wait, my why are you wearing ring. a ring? My promise ring has switched. It's over here now. It's on my left hand. Yeah. Oh, that means that you did the promise? <laughs> That's right. I already did the promise years ago. <laughs> but you, you, you followed through on the promise. Yes, I followed through on the you, promise. Okay. Yes, yes. Isn't yes. the promise sexual intercourse? Isn't that the promise? <laughs> I'm confused. Are we... Isn't the promise those long nights? You don't need to comment, Adam, alone. but I'm just a little confused. <laughs> Sexual uh, intercourse. Have you really been, have you been wearing a promise ring? Yeah. Yeah. Next <laughs> <laughs> reaction. Holy shit. <laughs> That's just like, I thought I was the biggest loser on oh, this I'm, show. Dude, I'm a sap and a half. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it, it's really bad. Yeah, dude, I proposed at an apple orchard. Yeah, you know, you ever just... We're hoping for more out of your friends, and then you just realize, oh no, I've been surrounded by saps. Yeah, this whole time. <laughs> some of some of the oh, things my friends are married people. They're marriage material. I well, I, it was, it was, when when I was sharing the messages you were you were sending to me to Abby, I was like, I, I, I was trying to be as mean as possible, just to knock you down a peg, because you are gonna get so much smoke blown up your ass for the next week. Yeah, like you've already experienced it. You don't know the lengths. Uh, to which people will just fillet you that for is. how cute, what a nice ring, oh, how, what a sweet romantic gesture, whatever you did in a cornfield this week was. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I, I, as I said to Abby, it's the first time anyone's ever gone into the woods with Adam alone and it was a happy result. <laughs> I mean, it's really... Well, and came back that we know of, And right? came back through that yeah, together. it's like that guy that was hanging out with the fucking Zodiac killer. In the... <laughs> <laughs> it's a real... Yeah, so we have three out of four Soon to be three out of four married members of the program. That's right. Yeah, it's crazy. You say you're not a bro. You have some broy fucking <laughs> tendencies with your comments, sir. I just thought Jeez I had Louise. more time. I just thought I had you're time. Ma- you're making me cry. It's literally raining now. Great. Let's. It's, I love it. <laughs> what do you want, dude? Oh, it's what, awful. What did you want? Love. What, did you want thing. me to wait for you? I mean, here's hurt. what you need to do, Nico. <laughs> You just every every woman you meet from here on out, mm. you bet her that if the Jets win the next game, that you guys get married, <laughs> and eventually, it'll work out. Yeah, Let the Jets right. decide for you. When have they When have they led you astray? <laughs> I don't know. I think Nico's one of those guys that just goes up to random girls. Is like, will you date me? Yes or no, and then on to the next one. Will you date me? Um, you I should mean, go to speed dating that's how, and just do that. That's how just you do that. Generally, it's generally my Tinder game. Yeah, that's about right. But that's how you start the conversation. <laughs> no, you just you sit at the table and they're like, "So where do you work?" And you go, "Will you date me?" <laughs> and they go, "What?" That's a little forward. You go, "This is speed dating. I'm trying to get the record. I'm trying to catch up." My friends were no. It's like a night we're at the bar and I got there three hours late and y'all are six rounds in. <laughs> I gotta chug all this beer now. It's it's awful. 
All the married people came in the same car, by the way. Yeah, we've, we've, we're now our own clique. Yeah, it's brutal. Now I got to catch up. I'm playing catch up. That'll be okay. I, I'm, I'm going to try to hold firm. I'm going to, for you know, for the group, for the good of the group, I'm going to try to remain single as long as I can. There you go. Independent Nico. Yeah, I'm going to try to do it just so you guys have a little bit of a vestige of the single life, just so you can look at me and think, ah, oh, uh, I, I missed that. I wish, right. I, I, There's a man right uh, there. The first time I'm ever going to be saying, I wish I was more like Nico. <laughs> look at Norm MacDonald. Mm. You know? Mm. What about him? He's dead. He... You, <laughs> I was gonna say you could just lie about having a wife oh, for yeah, the rest of your true. career. Yeah, I could, <laughs> could definitely try that. Uh, congratulations, Adam. This oh, is very exciting news. I can't, uh, Nick great. and I are both in the wedding party. Although I thought this was gonna be a more elaborate ask. I thought that there was more ceremony. Well, I, did, I was expecting for you to take us to like an apple orchard and have like some signs <laughs> that mm. says. Will no, you, you be, be in my wedding party? That is hilarious. Oh my god, I should fucking I should some die. doves. <laughs> He's laying down naked with a rose in his mouth. <laughs> it would be hilarious if you put even more effort into asking us to be <laughs> at your wedding party. Dude, than if you, you did. had a photographer, I did have a photographer. No, for, for mine. us though. Yeah. If you like asked us, and there was like <laughs> there was a woman crouched in a bush. That's what I did. <laughs> That's what I did for mine. You got to do it when you ask us. Oh, yeah. uh, no, Abby texted you, Nick. It was like, hey, you're in the wedding party. That's not well, how no, I messaged. Went. I messaged her to say congratulations and mm -hmm. ask to see the ring and stuff. And then she said, like, I think she ran out of things to say to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> she was just trying to be like, go away. Turns out you weren't in the wedding party. <laughs> yeah, I got invited as a pity. Just yeah. to <laughs> no, I had planned on doing something, but no, I didn't. I didn't realize she mentioned that to you already. Yeah, but yeah, that's the, that's the idea. That's Whoops. the game plan. I'm already causing problems. That's right, dude. I'm it's already, already causing problems in the relationship. Already, I know. It's tough. Yeah, first fight was over getting Nick in this wedding party. I mean, th I think there's going to be great podcast stories that come of this, don't you? Oh, it's going to be delightful. Yeah, don't you think all like the, the bachelor party and the stag and the, the whole thing? I have a request for my bachelor party. Okay. I told people I don't want to well, go to As like, your best man, just let me know. <laughs> your best man. <laughs> and I am giving a speech at this wedding, right? You're going to have to run that by Abby. I'm fine with that. It's already been run by her. We'll run it by her again. Okay. <laughs> 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 Great answer. He's already got the husband so thing figured the, out. What's the, what's the, <laughs> I know you're gonna be pretty good at this. Yep. What, what's the uh, what's the bachelor party thing? Uh, I don't want to go anywhere like like tropical or anything like that. I don't want to get super fucked up. I, I don't care about drinking. Okay. Uh, I want to go to a film festival a week at Sundance or TIFF. Oh my! How's that? God! Great idea, right? Holy shit! And we're not getting married next year. It would be 2024. So we could in, we could feasibly do it. I'll wow. go to Toronto. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, baby. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. I would love it. Oh, my God. Dude. Let's go to, yeah, even like Telluride or something. Like, it's just yeah, something in the mountains with, with the hot cocoa the and films. Yeah, fuck The yeah. amount of movies we'll watch, we could do daily shows <laughs> we're gonna be potting oh my Bachelor god party. yeah yeah Bachelor i am party of all time. in on me? that 
Are you crazy? Of course. <laughs> that's great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. Just like a 15 minute, like, here are the movies we saw this saw today. <laughs> we, just, the, we just saw the latest perverted French film by the director of Titan. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Nico's mad at me already. <laughs> That's so, that's such a great idea. Is like the rest of your bachelor party down for this? One of them is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Because so, I feel like it's, yeah. I feel like there's not something for everybody here. But no. there's definitely something for me. Oh, yeah. No, de- no. I, I, something I've always wanted to do. That's and amazing. That's I, a great idea. Well, funny that this friend I told, because he, he, he immediately texted me. He's like, oh, congratulations to you and Abby. I'm so excited. Adam, bachelor party Let's idea. Let's go. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't really want to go to those cliche places. I want to do a film festival. And he's immediately like, that's perfect. Yeah. Can. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, wow. It can. Okay. And I literally, I said, okay, that's the reach. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> that's, right. That's, that's, our... that's my reach school. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's shoot for like TIFF or something. The Boston Film Festival is the same school. <laughs> I don't want to leave continents, but uh, yeah, we could, we could, <laughs> we could give this a shot. I you actually don't have. want to leave continents? I don't want to leave a, the continent. Yeah. yeah okay. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have been to the Boston. Well, I haven't been to the Boston Film Festival, but I was at the movie theater where the Boston Film Festival was being held. I was standing outside. I was gazing. adjacent to it. No, well, I, went, I, went. I wasn't adjacent to it. I was, I was in the same city. I was peering through the it window. It wasn't the same time. It was at the a different Boston time. The Boston Film but... Festival is like three theaters at the local AMC. That's I, literally what it is. I longed from afar. <laughs> is this where you and I watched All Is Lost? Yeah, is that what? Oh my, wow. Yeah, wow, they okay. put. Okay. They, they put like a red carpet outside of the theater to like make it look like something's happening. But <laughs> no, seriously, it's the, the movie theater functions as usual, except for like three theaters at a time that are showing indie movies. Mm. So if that counts, I've been to a film festival. I guess it does. OK, I guess it does. Dude, Sundance. Let's fucking go. Yeah, absolutely. I have some good ideas. Okay. Some good ideas. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Mm. That's the shit, Holmes. <laughs> That's the shit, Holmes. Do I have that here? Oh, no. God. I'd love it if you did. <laughs> All right. That's the shit, Holmes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, congrats, man. Thank you. Thank Let's get you. to it. Here's a game that we're going to play right now. Steve. I know, I know. Steve. I know, I know. These are the Steve. I know, David Hoffner. He works in my dad's store. That one was the best. The <laughs> show was the best old. in a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> I just love David I, That joke will never stop being funny. <laughs> it is it, really Literally. Funny. <laughs> okay. okay. Right, I took a little gander at the Dave Draft stats. Oh, I was curious about this. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of on a nice little run. I mean, I my my overwhelming amount of second place finishes has not changed. Uh, Nick, you're you're still the leader in the clubhouse with six wins. Adam has five. I have two, um, but I won the last one. Um, and uh, yeah, I, is Nick that a run I, of one? Is that your run that you're? Bragging well, about? I think I've been, I've been improved. <laughs> Nick, fuck off. Uh, a run of one? That's what you're bragging about? I'm on a nice little the run? Real, the real takeaway here is that Nick and I have the exact same number of votes total. Mm. 
Ah, Since we've begun doing this, we we average the same amount of votes, except you have four more victories. Um, so you're really good at playing the game, and uh, like <laughs> I'm winning. That's true. I'm winning the popular vote, and you're winning the electoral college. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. Ah, there we go. Yeah. The one that matters, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, th- this is the this is the uh, the Steve draft. And uh, we have the list, and we're going to do this. For those that don't know, we are going to draft a list of, I guess, four. Although this is a really deep, mm. this is a really deep list. I'm always excited for the prospect of doing a fiver. Let's see how we're feeling oh, at the end. Okay. Did you guys add some people? It looks like you did. I added quite a bit. There were some people missing. I didn't um, see a Stevie Nicks when I first looked. So that was a big one that Nick included no, that they, one at first. Stevie oh, Nicks was there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Nicks, though, was under the category Stephanie. Right. Yeah. Because that is her real name. It seems wrong to not do Stevie Nicks, though. There are a lot of names that you miss, Nick. A lot of random ones that, uh, like, I wouldn't have expected you to include. But I was very disappointed that you did, uh, that you overlooked Steve-O. At first glance. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Steve-O not on the list and Stephen Wright. Those are the two big ones. No but, Stephen Wright. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I think you, you pretty much got the big ones, but I, I made sure to be as thorough as I could be. Holy shit. Yeah, there, okay. there are quite a few more. It's always better when we have a couple of us take a crack at this. Yeah. Because we always, so. Yeah. It uh, looks like you alphabetized a lot of it, too. I did. I appreciate that. It did. Uh, so, I guess... Whose name is closest to Steve? I have an Uncle That's Steve. The question, right? I do you have an a, Uncle Steve. I do. That's pretty tough to top. I do. But I'm happy going first. I don't care. I'll go first if uh, you want. This is the Nico. strategy. It's not so much. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I. It's a question of who really wants to go first. I think there's a few good Steves on this list. So There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, no, I Nico think. Nico has the Lord Steve. That's true. So blood is thicker than water, though. So I, I think Adam, Nico, me. I'm seems down. fair. That sounds fine. good. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, here we go. Make your pick, sir. Spielberg. Spiely. Spiely. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Fableman's coming out That's this right. December. Mm, excited. Should be a good one. I hope it's a good one. Uh, I will be going with uh, Witat legend Steve Buscemi. So that's ah, that was my next. Damn it. You whore. That's my, uh, that was my number one. Oh, wow. Nicholas. That's amazing. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Stephen King. Oh, okay. Good choice. All right. Oh, boy. Pretty popular author, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I have to pick another one. Yep. I'll take <laughs> Steph Curry. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Curry, reigning NBA champion, <clears throat> Finals MVP, greatest shooter of all time, Stephen Curry. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Love it, Nick. Huh. Love it. Does Gwen Stefani count? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that one. Well, that's a good question. Maybe I'll allow it. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll add her to the list. A lot of good ones here. I think we might have to go five deep. I'd be happy to go five deep. Uh, I will take uh, famed banjo player Steve Martin. Mm. Steve Martin, star of Only Murders in the Building. All right. Among other films and television shows. That is fine. I guess for me, my turn. Yes, sir. 
I'll go actor Steve McQueen. Actor Steve McQueen, okay. Yeah, yeah. Although I do love that director, Steve McQueen. He's one of my favorites of the modern I know. Era. I thought that you were... you were. Uh, I don't want to do two directors, yeah, though. That's director a, greater than actor. I thought that was your oh, stance. Yeah. I just noticed somebody you added to this that I missed. Who? Who's that? No, no, no. Okay. This... Oh, I forgot. Steven Soderbergh. Shit. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. And then, yeah, I love me some Stephen Wright. I'll go Stephen Wright. You Why love not? Stephen Wright. Yeah. How do Who doesn't? Yeah, come on. Stephen Wright, the star of Horace and Pete. Yeah, one of them, yeah. And the Emoji movie. <laughs> Adam's kind. favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> maybe this was a bad idea. Ah, uh, Stephen Brody <laughs> Stevens is the one you were kicking yourself over, wasn't it, Nick? You know, maybe. <laughs> it's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> This is a stacked fucking list. It's Holy really shit. good. It's yeah. really oh, good. Shit. Uh, I will take Steve the Pirate. <laughs> Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. <laughs> That's excellent. That's I love it. Uh, I will take. Oh man, there's a couple. I'm trying to trying to game this out a little bit. Stephen Baldwin, your favorite? <laughs> I mean, like third best Baldwin at this point. Yeah. Who's the worst Baldwin? I mean, Do Alec is making a run out. Probably yeah. the one who <laughs> shot a lady. Yeah. I was going to say, we want to go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, let's. Oh, I'm worried Nick's going to take them. Um, all right. Let, let's go. Probably my second or third favorite musician of all time. Steve Lind Morris, a.k.a. Stevie Wonder. I was about to take him. Okay, good. So that should make you feel a little bit better. Oof. Oof. Wait, who was that again? <laughs> uh, Best concert I've ever been to, by the way. Well, St- Stevie Wonder at the Excel Center. Uh, Best concert I've ever been to. I will take... Songs in the Key of Life. Did the whole album for that's like four right. hours. That's about right. It was awesome. I will take the crocodile hunter himself, Steve Irwin. Oh, good, good pick, choice. Good pick, good pick. And I'll also pick up Steve Carell. Okay, good pick. Yeah, that. Yeah, he probably should have won earlier. Mm, Steven Root's on here. I love that Steven Root. I think we got to go five deep. I think yeah. we have to. There's a lot okay. of good ones. Uh, I will... You gonna pick up the famous snooker player Steve Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Not billiards. I don't even know what snooker is. I like, think it's I, couldn't a, t- I think it's a form of pool, isn't it? I know you have a pool cue and you're at a table. I don't know what the fuck the rules are. <laughs> <laughs> Grover Cleveland's name is Stephen. His name is not Grover. It's Stephen Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Can you believe that? Jeez, I, I noticed no Stephanies have been picked up yet. What's going on, guys? No, I have. I was surprised how few Stephanies there were. Me too, mm. actually. But uh, hmm. Stephanie McMahon. Mm. All right. Oh, oh man. Okay, so I'm between three guys, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What am I gonna do? Wow. <laughs> What am I gonna do? This is tough. Bro. Okay, let's take let's take Stevo here. You're taking Stevo. Let's take Stevo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like Stevo's stock has never been higher. That's true. I agree with you, actually. 
Oh man, dude, there's a lot of good. However, ones Steve Wilkos, man, is a you. You were, you were thinking <laughs> Steve Wilkos. Steve. Ugh. We still have Steven Tyler of Aerosmith fame. Steven Tyler's still around. Steven Moffat. St- oh, oh, Steve. <laughs> Seagal. We got Seagal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Harvey. Ah. Uh, Sondheim. I was thinking Sondheim. What's the deal with Colbert? Are we just not touching that with a 10-foot pole? Yeah. I'm not Colbert interested. fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I there's mean, the answer. That's my hot take. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> Colbert sucks. What? He's Nick, not he is, very funny. He, he is an enormous Dune fan, you should know. He brings Great. on guests all the time just to talk Dune. He literally brought on Kyle McLaughlin just to nerd out about fucking Dune. I, I don't. I don't. It's not yeah, like he I also hate brings on Doctor Fauci to talk about fucking COVID. <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't hate Stephen Colbert by any means. I just like, I liked him a lot better on Comedy Central. I don't like him on the Tonight Show, Tonight Show Circuit, whatever. Yeah, I just don't it. find him. What's the word? Funny. Ah, yeah, funny. That's yeah, funny. I think that's, that's what the it word. is more than anything else. Is like. Uh, I don't know. I'll watch MSNBC if I want that. Do you find most former reverence funny? That's what he is. <laughs> he used to be like a priest or something. Is that I right? Thought you, yeah. Okay. I thought you said reverent. Rever- I don't know if he was a like what if he was a, a pastor or what. I'm just throwing out. <laughs> well, then my brain went to revenant, and I was no. like, is he a walking undead husk? He like, might I was be. very confused. <laughs> he might. He's a reverend. 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 Uh, uh, reverend. Uh, uh, that. Uh, Damn Connecticut accent. I'm fucking everything up. I apologize. We got Morrissey. We got Cat Stevens on the bench. Yeah, I saw Cat Stevens. The musicians part is tough. My grandma is good friends with Steve Smith, so that's tough. How about Barry the lead here? Steve Jobs. Jobs still there. Yeah. Jobs is there. No. No. Steve Forbes. U.S. Supreme former U.S. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. I like that. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin, man. (laughs) Oh man. I do like that Steve the Pirate. Steve Urkel? <laughs> oh, Minecraft God. Steve? Alright. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna Steve from Blues Clues? Oh boy. Steve Madden. I for, oh boy. I, I I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna say Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. I'm gonna okay. yeah, gotta do Stevie Nicks. I think Nicks. that's a good choice. Respect it. I love Stevie Absolutely. Nicks. Mm, my last one, right? <laughs> last pick. Shit. I know I'm gonna miss one, but Stephen Sondheim. Ah, ah, Ooh. ah. how cultured of you, yeah. Sondheim. I, I I do like my my Broadway theater, so you know that's a, that's as good a choice as any. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I I mean Stephen Hawking is just sitting there, and I was thinking about that. Too. You know, I well, literally sitting there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wow. Uh I'm going Seagal though. Okay. Seagal. I have to I have to remain true to myself, you know? Yes, you do. Yeah. Seagal. I'm going Seagal. And, and with that pick, Nico sealed his fate. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that one. I'm gonna pick the Stevest of Steves, Mr. Stephen Brody Stevens. One of your guys, the late great Stephen Brody Stevens. My absolute one one of my top favorite silly comedians. I fucking love that. I guy. hope enough people know who that is. 
I don't think anybody will know who that is. <laughs> Do you I, know who that I, is? He's Adam? dead now, right? Yeah, he's yeah, dead. Yeah. yeah. He he was he's he's in uh, a hangover. Yes. He's he's a crazy, crazy kooky Cop. dude yeah. who had a rough life. Yes, I know who he is. He had a lot of mental health issues. He built a very successful little career being a opener for famous comedians because he had such high intense energy right. that every comedian wanted him to open for them. You couldn't he's match his per- energy, yeah. Yeah, he's not particularly funny, really. <laughs> he's like, got a funny vibe, though. He's funny. Like, you'll laugh watching him, but he doesn't have the traditional, like, comedian chops, like, the the sensibilities. But well, he's not, like, witty, I, w- I wouldn't say. Yeah, 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 but, God, he's so fun. We and, saw, we uh, saw we, him live. We saw him usually, live. Yeah. yeah. Oddball Festival. He was on a small stage. Real shame. They really should have thrown him on the big stage and just let him give him five minutes. They put him on the small stage, and the whole time it was just... Yes! Poli- positive push! You can do it! Yes! That's basically what it was. Okay. I love that guy. I mean, just great performance art, man. That's he had best. a show for a while, too. Uh, yes, I think it was literally just called Stephen Birdie Stevens. Didn't he have, like, a baseball show, too, on Comedy Central? He was, like, a big baseball guy. Yeah, he did love baseball. Yeah, he would do, like, a lot of sideline reporting. I remember that. Interesting. Uh, okay, so here we go. The f- three rosters of Steve. Adam has Steven Spielberg, Steve McQueen, the actor, not the director, Steven Wright, Stevie Nicks, and Steven Sondheim. I went with Steve Buscemi, Steve Martin, Stevie Wonder, Steve O, and Steven Seagal. Mm. Nick, you went with Stephen King, Stephen Curry, Steve Irwin, Steve Carell, and Stephen Brody. Stevens. All good. These are the Steves. I know, I know. These are the Steves. I know. And plenty of names that were left off. Yes. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but there it is. There you go. Cat Stevens, not brought oh, up. I was thinking about Cat Stevens, yeah. Steve Wozniak. <laughs> Woz? Steve. Wozniak always left behind. Yeah, what if Wozniak <laughs> got drafted and Jobs didn't? <laughs> I would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie oh. Ray Vaughn, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, all these names. Um, Steve Stifler. Yeah, Stifler, Stifler. Uh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. The even Stevens? How about the even Stevens? Yeah, that's a whole family you're drafting there. That's true. I, I also, I, I do want to put this out there. On, on Adam's list, I do think that after Steve McQueen, it should say actor, comma, not the director, just to be very explicit. <laughs> I don't want him getting double points here. Oh, yeah, that, that does appeal to two sides. Actor, it? definitely yeah. not the director. Yeah. <laughs> That's really important. Yeah. But then it makes it look like I hate the director. Right. I don't hate the director at all. Well, he wasn't in your top six Steves. I guess that's true. Top five. Maybe he's number six. This is a really deep, deep list. Um, This is going to be a competitive one, too, I think. Yeah, I think so. I see it coming, yeah. Yeah. I think Steve-O might be my key here. You think so? It's definitely not Seagal. Oh, come on, dude. What the hell were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's talk Barbarian, boys. Um... Yeah, I mean, as we said, this is a big surprise hit two weeks ago. Uh, somehow was number one at the box office with virtually no advertising um, and just positive word of mouth. Um, a movie that has sort of been roped in with Malignant from last year, which was kind of the surprise horror hit with a crazy twist that sort of blends yeah. comedy and drama. That's about all it has in yeah, comedy. I think it's or kind it, of a stretch. Sorry, in common. Right. I, I think it's yeah. kind of a stretch, to be honest with you. And I, I'll i be honest, going into it, I did not know anything about the plot other than this is crazy, yo. 
and it was not as crazy as it as it was being sold to me. I do think it's a better movie than Malignant. That's just my personal opinion. I know that Adam loves it, uh, loves Malignant a lot. Um, but I, I will say it was a really incredible theater going experience, and that was like my big takeaway here. That's what it's I, constructed I, as for yeah. sure. I wonder if knowing that like Justin Long was in the movie how if that would have taken away from the experience because this very much Miko you made comparison in our text to from dusk till dawn yes and first movie I thought of really yeah only in the sense that it has a halfway point shift a major shift in the middle of the movie right yeah um in tone and in plot and it just the movie just takes a turn it's maybe more cohesive than from dusk till dawn but I I had the same sort of like euphoria Gut reaction watching oh, yeah. that when it's like oh my god what movie am i in oh you, you had the same kind of like chemical reaction yes. by, by the way it shifted like that but i would say i mean the, it only does that shift to introduce a character it does it doesn't fundament the movie doesn't it it, it, it stops being the movie it was for know, 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then it goes back to the movie it was right That's what's true. really interesting though is they do it it's 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 strange to have such an a such a abrupt change, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like a six week time skip. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Normally, if they want, if a movie wants to skip time, it kind of tells you. It kind of slowly transitions. Right. You, you this normally one get hits a cross you in the fade. Fa- you know. Yeah. This one the hits you in the face. Right. 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 <laughs> and it takes you twenty minutes to even learn that multiple weeks have gone by. Right. So it really you sit there kind of tense trying to figure out like where are we. Yeah, I think that's what I, I loved about it. Like, Nick, we were hanging out in your backyard a couple weeks ago and we were in the hot tub and we were doing that thing where we hung out in the hot tub for a little bit and then we went in the pool and then went back in the hot tub then back in the uh, pool. Yeah, the best. And, and Like, that was the feeling of this movie to me. It's like, I, I could never quite find my footing, but I was still entertained the entire time. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how this movie would really hold up on a rewatch. I I. I I just loved it in the theater. I just thought like mm-hmm. it, it's it was the kind of just like uh, the the rush that you don't really get anymore because most movies are streaming or at least most movies like this go straight to streaming. I mean, Malignant was cool and all, but watching that movie alone in my bedroom. Oh my god, I wish I'd seen it in a theater. Holy yeah, shit! You just don't get the full experience. Uh, and I I love that they insisted that this movie not go to Hulu because like that's something that Disney could have easily done. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's so cool. Like, I was thinking about you know the Hitchcock line where he says like I I enjoy playing my audience like an instrument. Yeah, you know that's sort of my job as a director. Like I I know how to pull their strings and I I know how to lead them in one direction and then pull the rug out from under them. Uh, this movie does that. This movie is actively playing you and understands what you're coming into the movie with. You know it it knows what you think about horror movies. It it uh, it knows what you assume this movie is going to be. Um, it leads you down a path very explicitly, and then uh, you know bashes your head against the wall, metaphorically speaking, and literally, and literally, um, <laughs> and, and like I love that in a horror movie. Mm. You know, like I I love that idea that like the director is one step ahead of me. He is playing around with my preconceptions, um, and it's a self aware horror movie. Without being preachy and without being too didactic, it's just it, it's just a fun time. And I guess like the themes are there if you want them to be there, and we can talk about those in a second. Um, 
Yeah, long way of saying it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I really liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. And I'm surprised you didn't like it as much as I did, to be honest with you. Me? Yeah. I am at the very opposite end of the spectrum. Not not in terms of my enjoyment, just in terms of like the way I felt about the movie playing me. Okay. And maybe it's because I've seen a lot of horror movies. Yeah. But this thing was never a step ahead of me. Okay. And it was... Okay. I was, you know, this movie was billed to me as like like a malignant and like this really crazy, twisty, turny, awesome thing that you're never going to be able to predict. And I had seen a trailer for it and I thought it was like, oh, that looks kind of neat. Looks like a monster in a basement movie. Literally what I had said. And then I heard started hearing crazy shit. Oh, my God. The movie's fucking nuts. Like, you don't you don't get it, man. Right. The movie's actually way crazier than, than, than you think. I'm like, oh, OK, awesome. I love a pleasant surprise. Great. I don't. And then and then I started watching the movie and I was like, oh, okay, I'm still not seeing how this is not going to be a monster in a basement movie, but let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> and it keeps going. And then they go into the basement. I'm like, yeah, how's this not going to be a monster in a basement movie? Let's go. Let's go. And then the monster appears and kills Pennywise. In the basement. And I, <laughs> in a basement. In a basement of a basement. <laughs> it's like. Guys, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand this idea that there's a twist. There's no, This movie's actually incredibly straightforward. I thought so too. I yeah, don't there are reveals. I, I, there's a series of reveals. I don't know if it's necessarily twisty. No, but I don't think any of it is surprising. I I think that the movie plays with your emotions, but I don't think yes. in terms of plot it's surprising you or playing with you at all. The movie yeah. is very straightforward about what it is and what is happening. I, complete, I think I completely agree. No, the, and that was the the my my takeaway. I think if I didn't have those expectations going into it, I probably would have loved it a lot more. I, yeah, I uh, have a feeling. It, it's not to say I dislike the movie at all. I mean, I've been recommending this movie to a lot of people. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I had and it kind of goes back to what you were saying. I mean, more than anything, like once I realized it wasn't going to be like this year's malignant to me, I was like, I'm still just enjoying this thing. I'm having a lot of fun. I really love. Uh, just the 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 even just like the random uh, conversations that the the lead was having with uh Stone uh what's the guy's name uh, that's, Peter that's Peter Skarsgård Alex what's what Skarsgård is that uh, uh, all these fucking Skarsgård <laughs> Alexander Alexander no 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 fucking ah uh, what's his name um William Nico <laughs> Adam Skarsgård Steven Skarsgård uh we Ulysses Bill Bill Skarsgård I was so close uh yeah <laughs> Uh, but I was I just like loving Ulysses. <laughs> I was I was enjoying just those conversations and kind of like get like sinking in comfortably. I'm like, oh, I like the vibe of this movie. It's cool. And, you know, like once the, th- the horror thrill started happening, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. And it's, you know, I like the sense of claustrophobia here. I like this, you know, the, the, the this monster, while not the most original thing in the world, is effective, very mm-hmm. effective. And it's, yeah, I, I, I kind of liked the movie as this thing that's like weird enough to so, to be like to make it so like I, I'm excited to recommend it in like that sort of perverse way to people like ooh guys go see go see this movie well there's but, one but scene not- in particular that is very provocative uh <laughs> sure to- but, you know, we'll but, get to it. But not, not, but I mean, like, not in the way that I'd feel bad about it, like, like Midsummer, where it's like right. I would feel like an asshole. Like, no, you're not gonna have nightmares about no, it. No, but no, Like, no, no. you're gonna get like a perverse laugh out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, that's definitely what my theater was doing. I mean, they were kind of like ah, but also like laughing at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So as like a as a as a 
as a slightly weirder popcorn horror movie mm-hmm. that's gonna get under your skin enough to to, to 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 most people it didn't get under my skin particularly right but i'm me so it's yeah like, and i'm a, yeah i mean you're a little soulless bit and i'm a, <laughs> a little bit different yeah i, I guess one that thing, was the yeah so yeah one thing that's slightly unfair is to to act like it is only a monster in the basement movie because yeah, what's interesting about it is what you are especially especially not knowing anything about the movie going into it i can say the thing that you are supposed to be scared of in the movie is constantly changing and escalating. So at first, it's she's arriving at a strange house at night and she can't get in. And then it's, oh, there's another person staying here. Who is this man? And then suddenly the doors are opening by themselves. Is it ghosts? And then what's going on in this basement? Why is there a camera? And it just keeps escalating and escalating until at the very end, the thing you're scared of isn't even really the creature anymore. Mm. It's actually, in a, in a way, it's Justin Long and what he fucking does. Totally. Right. Yeah, that is... A- and. And that's a really fascinating thing to kind of keep pulling you along and keep moving the goalposts right. of what am I afraid of? Sure. Yeah. That, I mean, and, and that's a lot of fun. I mean, that's the fun part of the movie. And it's the part of the movie that my theater definitely responded to the most. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the, the circumstances that you guys saw it under, but um, I went on a Friday night, a <laughs> lot of popcorn, packed house, giant ass big gulp soda. Um, and when that <laughs> woman entered the basement, my God, I, I mean, it was, it was like, uh, like the United States soccer team won the world cup. In oh, my was it like, like that? Was, was it like the AMC intro thing where the guy f- freaks out and his popcorn goes flying? Yeah, it was yeah, that. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, before Nicole Kidman ruined it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was the right. old AMC intro. I yeah. was uh, third wheeling. I, I was I, third wheeling about 10 couples. <laughs> oh boy. Oh word. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say, like, were you guys scared by this, though? That was my other takeaway. I was kind of promised that I would be scared by it, and I was intrigued by that. And I wasn't scared at all by it, like, not even a little bit. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was thrilled by it, but not, like, particularly, like, uh, yeah. I, was, I wasn't... I had a jump or two. I, 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 didn't, I didn't find myself feeling vulnerable in the theater. That's when I really feel scared. Like when I saw The Babadook, that movie just messed me up. Right. There is one shot in this movie that's just like, whoa, whoa, that's no. And it's when like he turns around and the lanky lady's right there and then she starts backing up. Oh, that, yes. And she sort of fades into the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. that's good and it's, cra- it's crazy to see her at first and then you're thinking, what the fuck is behind that door? Right. Because why would right. this thing be scared of the door? Right. That's a great idea. That's the, that's the scariest moment for me personally. That's actually another that's another point. That's another point with the escalation. Totally. Measuring oh you mean when she tripped. Okay, that was can we talk about how that was actually probably the funniest scene? It's so good. It's funny as hell. It's really it's it's funnier than any comedy I've seen all year. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Justin Long. So to set up the scene we need to we need to just explain the whole movie. We need to just go through it. Because I mean again it's it's a movie with a lot of reveals and I recommend uh I mean we kind of spoiled a lot of it but um yeah, if you have well, what would be yet. considered the big plot reveal, which is how did all this happen? Yeah, it's not particularly shocking, but it's it's fucked up enough that it doesn't need to be. Yeah, 
I agree. It's already outside of the realm of what people would consider normal and okay. Yeah. And there's also enough <laughs> left left open to the imagination to let you really kind of sure. like 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 squirm a little bit. Like they they tell you what happened, and you see a nice sequence with the, an actor who I see in a bunch of stuff who's really good whenever he pops up. Oh yeah, that guy's good. He's really good. But like you just imagine that guy doing all the stuff they talk about, and it's like ooh, ooh mm. fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it works. It works. Uh, I, let me just set up Nick before you go into the plot of this. So the the guy that wrote and directed this movie, his name is Zach Kreger, um, mm-hmm. and this is, I guess, technically his his feature uh, film debut. He co-directed a movie in two thousand nine, but I think him himself doesn't consider that to be his his actual debut. So this is uh, this is basically his first movie. He was a member of the sketch comedy group, The Whitest Kids You Know. Um, oh, and I guess he had uh, grown tired of doing that. Uh, and I think one of the uh, the other members of the group died recently, so I, I'm not sure exactly. That was what. a few years back now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, Zach Kreger yeah. is is now, I guess, done with that life, kind of like Jordan Peele, and he sort of made the transition to horror filmmaking now. Uh, I, I would imagine inspired by Jordan Peele's old own jump. Um, and he uh, he talked about writing this movie. I was listening to an interview with him and. Um, you know, he, he likes to go into his garage and just write screenplays in the middle of the night. Mm. And a lot of these things are just like writing exercises for him. It's not even like, a, you know, he doesn't plan on ever making these movies most of the time. He doesn't plan on sharing them with anyone. And he started writing this thing. And, um, you know, the idea behind it was, I guess he wrote this, or he read this book uh, called The Gift of Fear, which was like, um, a nonfiction book about, what women should look for in men that is a red flag. Mm. So, you know, how to be sort of a vigilant woman uh, 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 making her way through the world without getting raped or murdered, I guess. And uh, that inspired him to write this screenplay about, you know, a a woman that goes to an Airbnb that's double booked with, uh, with another guy who's kind of creepy. And he just kept writing and writing and writing and writing. And, you know, eventually she gets into the basement with Bill Skarsgård, and I think Zach Kreger at the time thought, okay, well, what's what's Skarsgård going to do now? Because I've been building my screenplay to get to Skarsgård being a psycho. Yeah. Like a Norman Bates, you know, psycho situation. Um, and he's like, whatever, that's dumb. I mean, the audience saw this coming. Let's be surprising, and let's include a naked woman bashing a guy's head against the wall. <laughs> and so this movie, my understanding of it, it's it's very organic in how it was written. There was no preconception about what the movie means, how the movie is supposed to end, what it's supposed to say about society at large. Um, so I just wanted to set up, as we go through this plot, it, it, it does take some turns, and it seems kind of stream of conscious at times, at least to me. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's if, that's I think what the cool thing about it was there was no it plan. feels a lot like sketch comedy like a yes and like it yeah just like keeps improv escalating exactly. yeah 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 bigger and bigger it reminds and bigger. me of an exercise we did in uh, high school where we would uh, start writing a few sentences of a story and then we'd pass it to the person behind us right and by the end of it when it came back around to us we'd see how our story developed yeah. and I mean when you condense it that much the story is always insane. Uh, but when right. you have a little more time to sit with it and write and write and write and then you shift and write and write and write. And then you shift. Right. It's a little bit different. So I love that he actually, he was surprising himself during yeah, the screenwriting exactly. of this yeah, thing. Cool. And that's why it kind of plays as surprising, I think, to audience members. Although, again, it does, 
it does make sense. It is a cohesive movie. I, like it's not like disjointed. Right. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Sorry, Nick. So go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah. So uh, we open up on a girl arriving to the home in the middle of the night, like we said, trying to get in to the Airbnb with the lockbox, and she opens the lockbox. The key's gone. And she's kind of like, well, fuck, it's pouring out rain. I'm in a strange city in the middle of the night. What do I do? Detroit she's is not the city, by the way. In Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she, I think, knocked on the door, rang the doorbell at one point, and then a light turns on and a person answers the door. And she's kind of like, what are you doing here? She's like, I rented the place. He's like, well, I rented the place. Right. Uh, I think they do what any other reasonable person would do in this scenario, honestly. Hmm. As uncomfortable as it is, he lets her in and says, you can figure your shit out in here instead of in the rain. Uh, and then turns out there's a convention. She has to stay the night. She can't get a hotel. <laughs> and right, <laughs> just so yeah. convenient. It's leading you away. Mm-hmm. For, right. It's, yeah, it's leading you down a path for sure. Um, Let me ask you guys and, a question real quick. Have you ever yeah. been to an Airbnb Late at night. You ever yes. checked into an Airbnb at like yes. 11 o'clock? Yeah, actually. Mikhail and I checked into an Airbnb in Hiroshima, Japan. Oh, my God. <laughs> at 11 p.m. Whoa. We could not find the place. It was dark out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did not know what to do. And many homes in Japan are like multiple story. Like, you know, people live in apartments on second floor, third floor. We did not know where to go. We did not know who to contact. And if, even if we got in touch with them, they did not speak English. Okay. Uh, we had to wander up strange stairwells <laughs> until we found a lockbox on a door that we didn't even recognize it was a lockbox initially. Oh, it, it was a lot. Oh, it was a lot. terrible. Yeah, yeah. We probably spent an hour just kind of panicking. It's a horrifying experience. Yeah. It is not fun. Not I, fun. It is not fun getting to an Airbnb late. Because you don't really, you haven't found your footing. You don't know that all the doors in the home are locked. You don't know who could be sleeping in there. I mean, you don't know right. if it's even the right house. And if I knock on some stranger's door that's not an Airbnb, like that's an even more horrifying experience. You don't know the neighborhood. I, right. Nick, when I went to visit you in Cincinnati, I did this. I checked in at an Airbnb and it was really late and the neighborhood was nice enough. But like, I don't know. It's nighttime. Every neighborhood looks shady at nighttime. Well, I also kind of love that you say that because in this, like, you're, you know, neighborhoods do look kind of shady at nighttime. Like, they always do because you don't know what's out there. In this movie, in the morning when she gets outside, this is another escalation of the horror. She actually finally sees the neighborhood she's in and she is in the one nice house in an otherwise run-down, horrifying, destroyed Detroit neighborhood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Every home is dilapidated, blighted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like, it is the pinnacle of gentrification right here. Yes. Like, yeah. the, I mean, it is the two ends of the extreme. One very nice Airbnb home and, uh, right, and then all, all around it just slums. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Love that image. Um, and again, I just I love the escalation of the horror throughout this. Just it's just another thing, another thing. It's like you never know what you're actually afraid of. Um, but she it goes to her job interview that she's out there to do, whatever, comes back, it's gonna stay the night again. Um, she starts to decide that she actually kinda likes this guy. Yeah. Once she finds out who he really is, and um they have a lot in common actually. It turns out he's actually a f- kind of famous person, at least in the field that she's interested in. Um, and they begin to hit it off, but 
she uh goes to explore what does she she go to explore the basement or is she getting chased right she runs out of toilet paper yep that's what i love how they set this up Mm. okay because he specifically is like leave the key for me in the lockbox right and then a man begins to chase her she runs inside locks the door right the key is not in the lock yes right key is not in the lockbox because she's locked herself inside she doesn't want to go back outside yes um she runs out of toilet paper she needs to get in the basement she goes in the basement basement door starts to shut behind her and lock Mm. (laughs) and uh at this point i love the way they cut back to they show She's in the basement, the door is locked, the keys are here, the lockbox is open without the key, and the guy is not home. Yep. Nobody can save her. She's right. trapped in the basement. Yes. And of I course, love how it, they set that he up. He plays it too. Of, it's the cliche of the final girl enters the basement mm. uh, with no backup. I mean, it's, right. it's just, you know, horror 101, and the movie knows exactly what you're feeling at this moment, and it is expecting it, again, like my theater did, it's expecting you to yell at the screen, you idiot, what are you doing? Don't go in the basement. Mm-hmm. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Uh, um, so, yeah. And then, further escalation, she's trapped in the basement by herself, she's looking around, what does she find? A rope sticking out of a hole in the wall. She pulls it, secret door opens up. <laughs> Dark hallway. Yep. End of the hall. There's a room. Well, for, like, the first thing she does is she says, nope, nope. Yeah, she just looks at it. She goes, nope, nope. Uh, <laughs> I love that. She gets a giant mirror, actually. She leans it against the chair at a 45 degree angle underneath the light bulb to light up the hallway. Incredible it's, horror shit right here. Yeah. Really In- awesome. Incredible. Because you, you see the point of view of the camera, too. Like, you see just that one layer, array of light just you know it lights up uh you know the wall of that dark corridor and then you see a doorknob and you see a light switch and it's just it's amazing shit we should we should say this actually i think this is an important note to make at this point none of these characters seem stupid like they are all making frankly what i would consider to be the best decision under the circumstances she is for the most part, right? Like, especially her. Part, especially yeah. her. Yeah. J- Justin Long, I think, is particularly not, but I think that's sort of the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think he's a bad person. I don't think he's stupid specifically. Well, he's unaware. Maybe he's a, he's in his own shit. There's meant to be sort of like a a women have to be more aware of their surroundings than men do. Totally. Tone to this movie. Totally. So that's why. Right. Um, and Justin Long is set up initially as a predator. Yes. Yes. So uh, we'll get to that, but well, and and a predator, particularly like a rapist. I mean, like a a mean-tooed rapist mm-hmm. that uh, I mean committed the crimes that he committed because he is unaware of how shitty he is. Yeah, mm. sure, right. I mean, yeah, it is. It the, the the crime is really the the crime of 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 ego, right? Yes, and and a crime that that you commit when you are not aware of how the world works mm-hmm. and your place yeah. in it. You know, yeah. So yeah, so that's his whole, the, and, and that's sort of the, the 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 awesome side A side B aspect of this movie is you have this you know this morality tale of you know the hyper vigilant woman against the sort of self obsessed man. Yes, and uh, you know, see what happens. Only one survives, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, so she goes down to the end of this hallway. Door on her left. There's one of those like old fluorescent bulbs in a room with a single bed, like no mattress, like chained to the wall. You have something out of saw, you know? Yeah. Old VHS camera and like a bucket 
just yeah, stains the, everywhere, bloody handprint on the wall. It's like all the fucking horror shit. The bucket you can touches think of. the worst. Oh my god. I, oh love, my god. I love the bucket, yeah. I love I love that. Just like I go to fucking go to Lowe's and grab a bucket. Just, yeah, just add, throw it in. Listen, production designers, like you ever want to just horrify your scene just a little more? Just add that extra flourish. Mm. Just throw a bucket. Throw a metal ass rusty bucket. Yeah. A bucket says I want to keep things clean, but not that much, <laughs> you know, and therefore not that clean at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Plastic bu- bucket really doesn't get the job done, though, does it? It's actually it's not that I want to keep things clean. I want to keep the filth contained. Uh, right. I'm just, uh. <laughs> When's the last time y'all mopped? Oh, boy. Mop. Uh, last time I worked at a restaurant and my boss told me, go mop. <laughs> But it wasn't yeah. like a Swiffer situation. It was like an old-fashioned mop. And oh, that yeah, was a fucking I used, mop. Yeah, I used a mop. <laughs> Elementary school janitor mop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, yeah. yeah. When I worked for Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just doesn't seem like it's doing the job, does it? It's disgusting, yeah. bro. Doesn't it's seem just, like it works. Yeah. It's just wet. <laughs> you, you'll be doing it, and then all of a sudden, like, a piece of gum will get stuck on there, and it will not come off. And you're oh. like, eh, I guess this water is soaked with this guy's gum. <laughs> Why is mopping a thing? Can we just uh, can we cancel mopping, please? Enough. Yeah. Oh, that, that bucket of grime that just—I mean—all you're doing is transferring the filth to another area of the floor, moving it around, and yeah, it's disgusting. Not a fan. No, you don't mop, Nico. That's what I'm. Yeah, I mean, I could. Yeah, because I'm—I'm I'm a man of the present. He would throw up. I'm a progressive man. I'm a progressive does. man. <laughs> <laughs> we swear for mop here occasionally, but that's about it. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I'm a vacuum guy. Ah, I see. And that's just the truth. That's just the... I mean, Wait, I'll but you're a cat anyway. guy now, too, though. Yeah. Can, you can't be a vacuum guy and a cat guy. That's true. Is that a rule? Yeah. Did they teach you that in cat college? <laughs> yeah, in cat school. If you're a vacuum guy, you're a cat guy. You can't be... Why can't I be a vacuum guy? Because your cats don't like the vacuum. It's true. You're the bad guy. Yeah, that's a good point. You're the, yeah, bar- that, you're the like barbarian. the death star to them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. My dogs hate the vacuum, too, so... Listen, we had the we had a we had a cat lady coming over watching our cats. She vacuumed once. Very sweet of her. My cat didn't shit for like four days. <laughs> like it was really bad. Uh, poor cats. Oh boy, that's funny. So you don't vacuum? We do very rarely. We try to like pick a day, and we're like, all right, mm. we're gonna like put the cats in the bedroom, shut the right. door, we're just gonna do the vacuuming, and like try to make it as painless as possible. My dogs try to eat the vacuum cleaner when I go at it. <laughs> We have this vacuum cleaner that we always use, and it's plastic at its head, and it looks like shit, that head of the vacuum cleaner, because they just... What, what, I guess there are worse things your dogs could do to the vacuum. I guess that's true. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, a nice image. Um, yeah. So, what were we talking about? So, the, the scary room at the end of the hall. Oh, right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um... So okay, so now the scariest thing in the movie is the scary room at the end of the hall. Sure. She, she uh he comes home, she manages to get his attention from the basement window, throw him the key through the window, and um he gets inside and she's out of the basement, she's been saved, and she tells him there's some creepy shit in the basement. I'm not going back down there. And he goes, I'll check it out because you sound a little crazy. <laughs> this sounds really crazy. <laughs> and he goes down and he doesn't come back up. 
Mm. And this is definitely the moment where everybody's screaming at the movie, just like, go home. You don't even know this guy. Right. You literally don't know this guy. Go home. Drive just leave. Away. Yep. Uh, Would you drive away? Not. This is I love asking these questions. I love it when people post questions to a horror movie and something like that comes up. But like, I wouldn't go home. I would check to see if this guy's okay. Well, and again, I think. <sighs> well, I mean, you're she not does... in the universe of a movie where you know uh, a mutant, uh, inbred, uh, yeah, like. Yeah, but she also doesn't know. Well, that they don't yet know yet that either point. until they're in it. Yeah, that, the... I mean, that really is the question. Like, things yeah. in horror movies don't actually happen. Yes. Um, would you go down? Well, I wouldn't have stayed the night if I if I was a <laughs> if I was a woman in the big city. I mean, you know, maybe that that was in the middle of a dilapidated neighborhood, and I had to. No, I wouldn't. And I and it was Bill Skarsgård. If it was a guy that looked like Pennywise on the other fucking side of the door, no. But he's very charming, very charismatic. I mean, and I, and I could be charmed as much as the next guy, but <laughs> offers you a delicious bottle of wine. There you go. I mean, I would have to sip, but then I would go home. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sta- I'm not staying the night. It's not a thing. No. Yeah, I'm not. I don't, I don't know if I would stay the night, but she survives the night, so right, it ends up working out. Yeah. So. Would I go in the basement? Um, well, again, this is one of those things where I think she does what I think most people would consider the most logical thing, which is she blocks the basement door with an object. Yes. Before she goes down, because she's like, I don't trust this fucking door. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she brings her phone with her. Yes. She she's prepared, you know, and she keeps yelling at his name and she can just faintly hear his screams. Yeah. OK. And she finds right a secret door at the end of the hallway. So, again, I love this. We're just escalating even further because he's gone. She can't find him. There's a secret door <laughs> opens up to a just fucking stone stairwell deep into the fucking earth. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's so good. It's <laughs> it is great horror yeah. shit. Yeah. And this is the moment where you're like, oh, this is why it's called Barbarian. Because she's yeah. going to go in like some fucking dungeon. Because mm. uh, at this point, I still don't know why it's called Barbarian. Right. One like, awesome little takeaway, though, from the Craiger interview I listened to. Uh, he just wrote Barbarian on the top of the page because the page needed a title. Oh. He just started writing a movie. He's like, ah, oh, Barbarian sounds like the name for a good movie. And then he sort of roped in the Barbary Street mm-hmm. yep. uh, exactly. little Easter egg there. But yeah, it, Barbarian, just like a happy coincidence because it's a really good name for a horror movie. Yeah, It's a great title. And yeah. you also wonder who the Barbarian actually is. And by the end of it, it kind of changes who who's the actual Barbarian. Yeah. Right. Which is clever. Yeah. There's, yeah, a lot of clever stuff going on with that title, actually. Yes. It's really delightful. Hmm. Um, yeah, go down so in the I th- basement. I think I'm turning around when I see when I find the second staircase. That would be my answer. If I find the second Ye- staircase and I well, hear that's the, the moment where screams. I call the cops. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's I, the moment I, where I call the cops and I show them the basement and I say, there is a literal rape dungeon in this Airbnb and yeah. whoever owns it needs to go to prison. Like yes. that's that's the big thing for me is the rape dungeon like itself. When he ter- when he saw the videotape and there's blood smattered on the wall, it's like I was a little surprised that she didn't run out of there immediately because as soon as you see a little well, smear of blood, it's like. You should. And there's still in the back of your head. I still was thinking, was this the guy who is staying at her Airbnb with her? Is this his house? And is that his rape dungeon? Right. Like, is this is this a thing he does? Of course. You know, you still don't know. Well, um, he, he he goes down there because he's like, hey, you know, I just I I'm hearing you. I don't want to reject what you're saying, but I need to go see this for myself. And when he says that, I mean, like, and then I, he, when he doesn't come back, it's like he's trying to lure her down there. You're almost thinking, right? Let me ask you all a question, were, Nick. Were you uh, fooled by the Bill Skarsgård uh, little misdirect there? 
was did did you think that he was like a Norman Bates psycho character? I thought there was a chance still. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I definitely did. I I because again, I had no idea where this movie was going. I had nothing. Yeah. I there's no way my brain could have possibly conceived that there was an extra stairwell into a deeper dungeon because why would i assume that like if that's just the a crazy trailers, that's the but that's, i did but i had that was part of the that's, issue for me personally right so okay yeah so you couldn't separate it from the trailer so you know okay and i never thought bill skarsgård was going to be a norman bates type okay because, also because of because how trailers. could you because you've already seen yeah the worst yeah. of it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well the, <laughs> the moment where the lady comes out of nowhere yeah that it, the the trailers build up to like that moment to right before it like cuts away. You don't see anything. You just see him on the ground. So you see he's a victim. Yeah. Okay. So that was a big issue. And I was uh, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a pretty big thing to give away in the trailer. Then, in a lot of ways, yeah. 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 I would agree. Okay. So. Yeah. I I I can't say I was fooled. I mean, I I acknowledged during during it that like there the movie is doing a lot of work to set up him as a bad guy. And so I could have seen it going either way, I think. Um, but That's kind of where I was. In that moment where he goes in the basement, you hear the calling, I, I assumed that he was bad. Um, and then... I, yeah, I kind of was assuming he was luring her down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until she finds him. Right. I, I was hoping it... W- well, I'll, I'll say this, though. if Even if I had I not seen the trailers, um, uh, I would have been bothered had he... It turned out to be a, um, uh, you know, a serial rapist murderer guy. Just because I thought the details that they gave us about his life were would have made that twist very stupid. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, ooh, if they go in that direction, that's not going to sit well with me. It, his character isn't that. Like, I can just, I, it, they, they have it. It would just feel like the most unnatural forced shift if they really decided to go in that direction. And I know there's a shift coming, mm-hmm. so I just pray to God that that's not what they're gonna do. And luckily, they didn't. I was actually very happy to learn that he was just another victim in all of this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's yeah. the moment when they go down there, and Skarsgård gets his head bashed against the wall by a uh, old, wrinkly, naked woman. A mm-hmm. a what I what we like to call a Sam Raimi hag. Yeah, there that's, you that's go. Essentially, what she is, she's a Sam Raimi hag, uh, and she yeah. looks—I mean, like a mutant creature. I mean, she looks severely deformed and deranged, and uh, yeah. To anyone who has played Left for Dead, she looks like a witch—a witch, a witch yeah. uh, character, which okay. is like a super powerful zombie. Yeah, but I think most prominently uh, the saggy breasts. Oh yeah, very saggy breasts. Saggy breasts. Your favorite kind of breasts, Nico. <laughs> Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Punch right to the balls. Like, all right. Uh, all right. Thanks. No need to kink shame on the podcast, but there it is. This is uh, the guy who put bets on Abby saying no. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, I, I got to be honest, though. There was a moment when you told us, like, hey, I'm going to propose. I was going to make a joke. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to like because you were like, oh, I can't record the pod that day. I'm proposing. I was like, well, you're going to want to talk about it when you oh, get yeah, rejected. The pod got canceled. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was going to make a joke that you're going to want to talk to us once you get rejected. Right. But then Ooh. I was like, but if he really gets rejected, I'll feel like <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> but we still would have done the podcast. Yeah. Let's probably. be of clear. Course. I would not Let's have let you clear. off the hook for the pod. <laughs> Change of plan, guys. I'm recording anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be there in 20. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh man! 
Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, so yeah, after, after he is killed and she is captured, that's when we hard cut to Justin Long. This is the halfway point of the film. Yes. Yes. Um, he's driving fast in a, uh, convertible down the highway in sunny California. He gets a phone call that a movie or TV show that he's in is being, well, he's being pulled from the program because of rape allegations, uh, in a sort of me too type scandal, Mm -hmm. uh, with his fellow co-star right yes yes and uh basically he decides to go back home to detroit to uh basically try to sell his properties that he owns so he can afford the legal fees that's going to be associated with all of this so right turns out he's the owner of the barbary street house yeah once you hear i'm flying to detroit that's when you know you yeah know, or i think it doesn't his his uh, accountant or financier or finance guy be like right you know you're gonna look like you're fleeing that's not a good look and he's like i'm doing some fucking liquidating yeah i I think he's the one the second the second they're on the phone and they're like oh you have your all your properties yeah yeah. i was immediately like all right 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 right. yeah oh that property in detroit still does pretty well like that was the mm. yeah 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 oh okay this is where the movie's going yeah right yeah because for a while there you're like okay is justin long behind whatever's happening in that basement or you know um because, again, it's a really abrupt shift. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, so he gets back to the house, and he sees, like, there's, like, people's stuff there. And they left the lockbox open, and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, probably the most hilarious, like, fuck, I'm, I wrote myself into a corner. I gotta come up with a solution. He's like, how did nobody check if these people actually left? And, like, oh, the maid service only comes when another person books. Not when they leave, which is like, what? And even Justin Long is like, what fucking service works that way? And I'm like, yeah, what fucking service works that way? Like, obviously, that's so ridiculous. But uh, but it, but it honestly, is like some nice comedic relief. Uh, it turns out, like, I think like three or four weeks have gone by, maybe six, something like that. A, a significant amount of time has gone by. Right. Yes. And um, he finds uh i forget exactly what lures him to the basement initially uh i i but mean is, is he i don't know if it's really that important <laughs> is he looking for the toilet paper as well maybe um i don't know but what he eventually discovers again is that trap door and well he sees all the stuff she left behind like the mirror yeah right on its side and there yeah. and the things that would be blocking the the rope are no longer blocking it so he Pretty quickly, he's like, what the fuck? And he finds a trap door, too. Yeah. Like you said. And this is the funniest scene, all right? It, so now- there, well, there's a smash cut, and there's a shot of a Google search bar that is a unbelievable joke. Yeah, it's, it a, it's such a good sight gag where he yeah. types into the into the search bar, can you count basement as square footage? <laughs> so, right. uh, and he, so now he's getting up the tape measure, and he's right. measuring the hallway, and then the creepy little rape dungeon room. He's not disturbed by it at all. He's just right. straight oh measuring God, how many how many feet of extra space. It's, it's just more money to him. Oh God, it was it's so good. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a piece. And then he finds it. the staircase, and again, this is the moment where the theater's like, "All right, turn around," and he just keeps going. He's, he's basically like Ching. Yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah, descending he's, into hell. He's, and he's measuring like, oh, the steps money. downward. Oh, right, that's the best. And it just keeps There's going. There's fucking cages down there with blood. And he's just like. Me- when he's measuring around them, like yeah, right. God I think the only damn. thing he says when he gets down there is like, "What the fuck is this?" Keeps yeah. measuring, 
it is some of the most hilarious. I mean, if the movie just ended and it was just a one hour punchline, like a one hour setup to that punchline, that would have been good enough for my ticket. And by the way, I didn't mind that it was kind of a reach, like in terms of like this guy, at some point he's going to turn around, you know, particularly when he finds the nursery with the TV on explaining how to breastfeed. Uh, like, I mean, obviously a normal person would run away, but I, I like, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's such a wacky premise and it's, it works so well for me. Like I didn't care. Yeah. And also Justin Long is just awesome. That's the thing that I really want right? to talk about. Justin Long is amazing in this movie. Very good in this. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. He's made for roles like this. Like, well, that's where he started. We forget that he like, I think his first prominent role, big role was Jeepers Creepers. Oh, wow. And he's good in that. Yeah. yeah. It, she's got one of the most horrifying endings of any horror movie, by the way, con- uh, surrounding Justin Long's character. He always gets really fucked over in his horror movies. <laughs> but he's okay with it, clearly. Like, <laughs> like that's like his thing. Like like bad. Like like some of the some of the the worst fates I've ever seen to a, ca- a lead character in a movie come to Justin Long. He's been turned into a walrus. He's, he's been breastfed by a... He's, <laughs> he's had his head split open like a melon. Yeah. He's, just, he's skinned alive. <laughs> it's just like, fucking hell, bro. No, yeah, he's not afraid to look like a schlub. That's the thing about him. Like, he... Uh, I, you know, he's he's obviously um, kind of like a off-kilter guy. Like, he doesn't really have, like, traditional movie star looks or anything, but... He leans into it like he's he's not afraid to look like the jackass and like a role yeah. like this. I mean, it, it's this kind of a pretentious thing to say, but it kind of takes courage to play a guy like this scummy in such like a shitty movie or like like a grimy movie like yeah. this. And uh, yeah, well, for he, an actor also to play an actor in the Me Too movement who is yeah. like like definitely did it right, convicted of rape, like very. It, that's that is a a really. I don't know who's signing up for that role. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's a <laughs> right? scary role. <laughs> that's a scary role. Right, definitely. Like, too, in in real life, he's like so fucking nice. Is that right? From from interview, if you watch him in interviews, he's like he actually. I think he honestly goes out of his way to be extra nice because I think he might be aware that he plays so many shitty people in everything he's in. I have you know? heard mixed mixed reactions on Justin Long. A friend of ours, Nick, uh, hung out with him once. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk shit about Justin Long. I wasn't there, but I heard. I was going to say in interviews, he always seems nice. But like it also it does kind of seem like he's going out of his way to be nice. I don't know. This friend doesn't really have the best judge of character, though. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, They hung out at a Yale event. Uh, Does that does that fill in some blanks for you, Nick? A couple. Yeah. Okay. so Mm. there you go. I mean, I don't know. He's maybe a good guy. Who knows? A Yale event? What the hell was he doing at a Yale event? <laughs> I know who you're referring I'll to. I'll tell the story off air, but whatever. Like, it's just... Oh, it's very weird. <laughs> what, what was he doing? Okay. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good story that I probably shouldn't tell on Mike. Okay. I mean, not like Justin Long fucking gives a shit, but... <laughs> hey, I hope we get... We... <laughs> Can I just tell the Justin Long story? I hope, oh, who cares? I hope we get attacked by Justin Long. <laughs> he, he comes to our DMs. No, because like, the story's probably not even yeah. true, and it's like, you know, just... I don't want to throw people under the bus. Who's going to be spreading this story? It's not that bad. Yeah, apparently Justin Long was just like a dick to this guy. <laughs> uh, and like he was like he was like dating some girl. This friend of ours was like dating some girl. And I guess he, she broke up with this mutual friend of ours. And Justin Long and her were like talking shit about the guy. Oh, <laughs> 
I thought it was well, a pretty good story, to be honest. It, it, not the way I just told it, but <laughs> I kind of like the idea that, like, you know, if if I, you know, break up with some girl and now all of a sudden she's rebounding with Justin Long and they're talking shit about me, about my small dick and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not talking autobiographically, of course, here, but just, you know, in general, it's kind of a funny story. Yes, you are. It's it's Yeah, it's tough to say, though. <laughs> tough to know how that scenario really goes out, right? Like... <laughs> Because you also don't know who's the one really being mean. Like, is it the female or is it Justin Long? Right. I. I it sounded like Justin Long was kind of egging the girl on. Ah, uh, trying to get in maybe. There, yeah. That's, yeah. That maybe. That, maybe yeah, that's yeah. what was going on here. It's like, oh, that, yeah, you're right. That guy's such a fucker. Now let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of the vibe I got. Yeah. Which, like, you gotta understand, like, if Justin Long wasn't Justin Long, like, he'd be that other guy. You know what I mean? Like, Justin <laughs> Long's true. not, like, he's not, he's not Bradley Cooper. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's Justin Long. You see the guy? Hey, baby, you seen Tusk? Oh, my God. <laughs> right, right. I, I voiced Alvin in all four Alvin and the oh, Chipmunks movies. right. You totally did. Have you seen my hit film, Accepted? Great movie. I like Accepted. Well, not really Accepted's great. fine. That's a fun I, movie. I, I, it's a fun one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You think he kept the walrus suit and uses it in Of course bed? he kept the walrus Yes, the of course. Could you get in the walrus suit for me? <laughs> can your bachelor party, I mean, if the film festival thing doesn't work out, can we do our Kevin Smith New Jersey tour? Yeah, actually. Yeah, that'd be fun. Nick, have you heard this is what we're doing yeah, one that'd day? Be a lot of this fun. sounds like the worst event in the worst state. <laughs> we're gonna go to Jersey and we're gonna like go to like Kevin Smith's movie theater and the and the convenience store from Clerks, which is still up, and his podcast wow. theater and his comic book shop. <laughs> and we're just gonna do the Kevin Smith experience one day. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it really does. It might be horrible. I don't know. But <laughs> gonna check out. Ah, the here we are in the settings that inspired hit films like Clerks and Clerks Two. <laughs> yeah. Um, Visiting the Quick Stop does feel a little, little disrespectful to the Quick Stop, in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's supposed to be this place you want to not touch. Right. Yeah. I think. Do you think like the same guy runs it and it's just like really annoyed every time a clerks fan comes in? Maybe. Or do you think like it's become sort of a a temple for cinemaphiles? <sighs> cinephiles? Well, it's got to be the same thing for, you know, people who live at the corner of Abbey Road. There are people oh. who actually I went there. There are people who live in those little apartments there. Right. And there are just hundreds of fucking people crowding that road all the time. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, but the they walk. must pay a premium to live there. I would ooh, maybe. I, I feel like think it's, it's annoying though. Yeah, but there's no way that property's cheap. Like no. they, oh, they're gonna sell it for more. That neighborhood, ooh, it's nice, guys. It's nice over there. Every car you I, see. I imagine is, it's got to be worth driving around there. That's got yeah. Suck. Oh my yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I Did you go to Penny Lane when you were there? No, no, <laughs> okay. I didn't. But yeah, I have a picture of me doing the walk on Abbey Road like an idiot. Like a total idiot. Now, what's the what's the protocol there? Does some asshole stand in the middle of the road and take that shot, it's, or is there? It's chaos. Okay, it's utter chaos. You just you just hope for the best. I mean, you could sh- they have put like a crosswalk or something there? To I was walking across with like two Australian women, and I'm like, okay, well, you, you can be Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but there's still traffic that goes through. Yeah. It's really, it's not, it's not, it's not run well whatsoever. Oh man. Whatsoever. 
And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is it. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a crosswalk. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> I mean, just Jesus. just put a couple, uh, just put a couple traffic cones there, man. Just help, yeah, help the situation out a little bit. Nope. I was there taking pictures of, uh, you know, I have my camera and everything. My buddies were walking across, and then all of a sudden, this fucking like like 2015 red Ferrari just <laughs> goes right by, by me. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> they didn't have those in the 60s. You know, if they just changed the name of the road and got rid of the crosswalk, Ooh. could you imagine they just painted over it? Just like move the crosswalk. <laughs> With the paint. Can't cross here anymore. Oh, that's so annoying. Could you imagine me in the traffic cop who's assigned to just making sure nobody gets hit? You're on Abbey road. road today. Yeah. That's the punishment. That's your punishment. Yeah, I'm on the Abbey Road beat. I gotta tell tourists to move it along all day. Oh, fuck that, dude. <laughs> Oh God, no! I gotta find my old pictures and see what that looks like. Yeah, that's funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that at the quick stop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Justin Long eventually uh, gets uh, shoved into a, a pit. Falls a, into a pit. A dank pit. Yeah, with a cage and everything. And right, and he finds uh, our our heroine, uh, Georgina Campbell's character. Um, and we learn she's basically yeah she's like just just play it cool do right. what she says right and uh, just long does not yeah she hands uh, both of the, the I'm gonna refer to this character as the mother now the creature the naked woman the mother yeah that's about right the mother hands uh, a very large creepy looking baby bottle mm. I mean, I don't even know what this thing is made out of. Like, it is really creepy for some reason. Uh, and uh, she's like, drink. Ugh. Right. It's like, grunts. yeah, there you go. That's, that's all it is. That's the uh, right mm. inbred monster word for a drink. Ba, 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 ba. And uh, Georgina Campbell drinks. Justin Long does not. So, well, uh, you know what that means. Uh, if, if they're not going to latch onto the bottle, uh, we're going to do things the old-fashioned way. Suck my tits. And this is the scene. <laughs> and this is really the scene that you go to the theater for. That's what you pay the fifteen bucks uh, ticket to. to go so, Justin, so Justin. So uh, Justin. Page uh, eighty-five. Right. Uh, <laughs> and no, and Justin. That's when Justin goes. Yeah, that's why I signed on. Like that's that's the page that made me agree to this film. <laughs> like, I have a question about my motivation on page ninety six. <laughs> Why don't I just suck the tit? Why do I not want to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the deal with that? Because every tit I've come into contact with, I've had the unquenchable urge to suck. <laughs> Zach, convince me that I shouldn't suck that. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I've played a walrus before. You think this is gonna this is gonna dissuade me? I let Kevin Smith take my fucking shin bones out. Oh my! And craft two walrus tusks. <laughs> you think a saggy tit is too far? Think again. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. Oh man. Oh, 
I worked with pre-dementia Bruce Willis. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so that happens. Yeah, there's a breastfeeding scene. Yeah. And at some point here, we flash back to the 80s. Mm. Right. When does that? Yeah. I was trying to think about that. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. I think it's when he uh, falls into the pit, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Because it's another smash cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we kind of come across, you know, why is this movie called what it is and how did this end up how it did? Uh, we learn, we go back to, uh, you know, when Detroit wasn't in shambles. Yes. When people lived there. And we see the same neighborhood. All of the houses look uh, well kept and gorgeous. Yeah. gorgeous. yeah, really nice properties. And uh, one of the guys who lives there is a psychopath. Picks up women and traps them in his basement. I mean, I'm just going to get straight to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, makes the baby. And then makes the baby with the baby. And then makes the baby with the baby of the baby. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. Until right. he videotapes has... Uh, videotapes it all. Ca- alphabetized. Right. Uh, kind of like Adam's fucking Criterion Collection. That's right. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly situation. like... Yeah. Adam's criterion collection. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, that's how we got where we are, right? And he, you know, there's like a scene of like his neighbors being like, yeah, well, we're going to move out. It's, you know, we think that if we don't move now, we're not going to be able to kind of thing. And um, basically, this guy never moved. And it's Barbary Street. So he is the barbarian. There we go. One of the barbarians. Or is he? You can, right. You yes. can make a few arguments, but. Um, I do think it is telling that when Justin Long eventually finds this man and this man's collection of tapes that even Justin Long is disgusted by what this man has done, though. Yes. Uh, Justin Long at this point is built up to be the worst human being in this movie, and yet even he is quite disgusted. So I I think it's pretty fair to say that this guy is, is easily horrible yes but justin long does everything sorta, he does is off yeah. camera is the thing right. so the movie yeah. the way the movie frames it is right yeah i mean justin long kind of um you know he's he's confronted with his own sort of brutality in a you know yeah. obviously it's a much more exaggerated form but um but like that's kind of what he needs to be able to see it right yeah, sure. to a degree and even then he still doesn't quite get it no, <laughs> no i don't think he not at all it. i mean he's an asshole not at yeah, all for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, and, uh, the guy ends up shooting himself, right? Uh, he gets mm-hmm. his hands on a gun and it's kind of unclear is, is he shoots himself just cause you know, he's getting old and not, he's on death's door and he just wants to end it or like, maybe, yeah, maybe it's not really, it's not really made clear. Or is it just like well, he figures well, the Justin police Long are coming? Says, maybe. Yeah. Justin Long says like, I'm going to call the cops. We're going to have cops and guns in here. We're going to, you know, he's like, I think he says like, you're or, like, we're going to have this whole place cleaned out kind of thing. I mean, it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was so expecting it to go in that direction where it's like the old man plays an old man, and then all of a sudden he's more capable than we thought, and he holds Justin Long a gunpoint or a knife point or whatever. Right. So it was a little surprising in that so way. So he's very sickly. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. laying in yeah, bed, yeah, yeah, and he exactly. cle- like, yeah, he is about to die, clearly. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that maybe it is just... Um, it also could be uh, a matter of... He has been so sick that he's been unable to reach the gun. Yeah, maybe for this long. And finally, Justin Long was the first person who showed up who could give him the fucking gun. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So maybe he's been waiting for weeks or years. Who knows? Right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's really unclear, and it was probably just written in to move the plot along, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yes. Yeah, I don't think a lot um, of that stuff was also like the stuff with the the uh, the 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 old guy. I that flashback was not in the original draft of the script. A lot of that stuff was just sort of fill in the blanks to just explain what this is all about. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I, there was a little bit more of that than I thought was necessary. Yeah, maybe almost more explaining than I needed. I like this idea though that the movie is sort of about predators, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, and, and that they come in different forms, and it's not always like you know the serial rapist that is running the streets of Gotham. It's sometimes you know like an, an actor on a sitcom, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and, or sometimes it's the guy living in innocent Reagan era suburbia, you know, yeah. and that's that's the 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 sort of striking thing about that flashback. It's the evil that lurks beneath the suburbs, you know, uh, and also the you find that the the big naked woman who is a killing people and shit is a victim as much as anyone else sure. she right. literally doesn't know what the outside world is like she's lived in a basement her whole life raised by somebody who was raised by somebody who lived in a basement yes i mean you know she has the only conception of love that she has is a videotape of how to breastfeed yes yeah it's disturbing as fuck. yes isn't that i mean it's crazy so yeah. uh in many ways when she's trying to capture these people and lock her in the basement and feed them this is a, a creature attempting to feel love really sad <laughs> actually it's and, really fucked up and that's when we get to the climax here which is again just a hilarious theater moment oh god it's so good so georgina campbell gets out uh and so does well i guess well justin long gets the gun right yeah right and she is escaping while justin long is preoccupying the woman right um and Justin Long is walking out while she's coming back trying to save him, and he shoots before he looks, and mm-hmm. he shoots her. Yes, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and, but she doesn't die. He manages to- she goes to... back in to save him. Yes, she, she goes. Yeah. She ends up getting the cops. The cops don't believe her. It's that old trope, and mm-hmm. right. The homeless guy eventually is like, yeah, I told you, don't go in there. She comes out at night. Actually, that's, that's where we flash back, is the homeless guy telling her the story. Yeah, right. Well, that's at the end, I think. I think she, he, the homeless guy tells both of them the story at the end. Yes. Remember? I thought it was when she got out, and he's yeah, like, yeah, don't go back in there. There's a man who used to live in there, and he still lives there, and that's when we flash- and then she goes oh, back maybe, to Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, she gets out. Justin Long gets out. He has a gun. She has a bullet wound. And they meet up with this homeless guy in the water tower. And he says, we're safe in here. <laughs> I've been living here my whole life. And she's never come out. And then comedic timing. Boom. <laughs> she busts through the wall. Yeah. yeah busts through the water Rips tower. Rips his arm off and then begins beating the homeless man with. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Rips his arm off. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, and right, and then uh, they the the two of them climb up to the top of the water tower. Justin Long and Georgina Gamble. Uh, Justin Long realizes in this moment that uh, only one of these two can make it out of here alive. Uh, and maybe I can distract this mother creature by preying on her maternal instincts and pushing Georgina Campbell off of the water tower. Mm. And so he does that. Uh, and what follows again? It was a a laugh out loud moment for me personally. Uh, the monster 
diving headfirst off the tower, <laughs> fully nude, uh, in slow motion, to <laughs> catch Georgina Campbell and break her fall at the last possible moment. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing stuff. It's funny. Yeah. Justin Long thinking that the, uh, the monster is dead, goes down. He's like, you know, listen, like, I, I, I nothing personal. Georgina's still alive. Right. You have to understand, I did this, you know, because I was mirrored. You He's and- like, you get it. You would have done it. You understand. <laughs> I love right. that line, yeah. Uh, Wait, right. Just classic, just, you know, like Predator justifying his gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, turns out, mother, still alive. And uh, she's about to gouge Justin Long's eyes out. Does so in brutal fashion. Mm-hmm. Leaving Georgina Campbell alone with this beast who uh, once again goes to, you know, caress her baby. Yes. And uh, Georgina Campbell's like, nah, fuck this. And he gets the gun and shoots her in the head. And that's the movie. There you go. And again, like, just end your movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filmmakers, you know, the movie's over. End it. I thought that was, you know, Krager had a, had great instincts here. You know, mm-hmm. movie's over, boys and girls. Here's uh, Be My Baby by the Ronettes. That was surprising to hear. Well, I was like, whoa. There's something about smart comedians and horror mm. there really is because timing. like they just have good they, yeah great they just timing. have good instincts that's their their best quality for me is usually their timing that i don't i don't love all, all the ways they construct like horror specifically and like they're not it's not like i don't know if i've seen a single like comedians horror movies that are like the scariest things i've ever seen but they're usually some of the more fun horror movies i've ever seen yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's for sure so I thought it was a delight. I know. I would say that after listening to this podcast, uh, you don't need to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, guys, don't go we see it. We probably killed it for yeah, you. We ruined the whole thing. <laughs> we yeah. ruined the movie for you. Uh, no, I, I, I again, I, I thought it was, uh, what, what I loved about it, kind of one of those elevated horror movies, definitely in the vein of what Jordan Peele is doing. Uh, I think Jordan Peele was actually like a consultant on the movie. He's, Is that right? He's good friends with with uh, with Zach, so I, I think like he would bounce ideas off of him and and seek counsel, and so like you can definitely feel his influence. I see. Um, I, but I, I didn't feel like it it was didactic in the way that a lot of the Peele movies are. It there is some stuff in there again about like you know uh, toxic masculinity and you know uh, women sort of having to remain vigilant in in the the modern world and airbnb culture i think that like (laughs) there's a lot of airbnb horror movies now there was like one called the lodge last year and um i'm fascinated by like the sort of the the work economy the gig economy horror movies like there's Mm. there was an uber movie that came out not too long ago yeah what was that movie called i don't know um but you know this movie kind of comments in a sort of offhanded way on how you know the Airbnb, uh, all these millennials and uh, buying up all these Airbnbs creates this housing crisis and the gentrification that happens as a result of it, and all that stuff is in there without really calling attention to itself. Yeah, you don't have to look at it that way if you don't want to. At the sure end of the day, it. it's just about a fucking inbred mutant woman yeah. that, right? That, Those are my favorite kind of horror movies, though. It's yeah. just it's there if you wanna if you wanna look for it, though. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. I liked the movie. It's right beneath Nope for me in my rankings. Oh, you like Nope better? A little bit more, yeah. I think I'd, do I think I'd put this above Nope, personally. I had just seen Nope for the first time. Like, this is... Uh, oh, two weeks before. Uh, 
It's number 20 on my list. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, I definitely, number 20. Easily. I, I definitely have a strong <laughs> feeling, though, that like on a rewatch, this movie doesn't hold up quite as well. I think that it has a bit of a shock factor to it. I agree. I agree. Maybe you want to plaster somewhere at the beginning of this episode. Like, <laughs> watch the movie before listening. Like, it'll actually ruin the experience. <laughs> well, yes. You should do that with most of our podcasts, I would say. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's play a game, shall we? Yep. How many Drew Gary? Justin Long. Did we do Justin Long already? I hope we didn't. I don't think so. I mean, for did, Tusk? Yeah, we did Tusk. I don't know. Let's uh, just do it again. Yeah, we probably did for Tusk. I don't remember what his net worth was. Well, we can do it again. Yeah. Why not? Justin Long twice. I don't imagine it's that much. I'll say $10 million for for old uh, old Longy over there. I was going $10 million myself. Old Justin Longbottom. I was going $10 million myself over there. Uh, mm. All right. $20 million. All right. Uh, I guess the only sane thing to do would be to say nine million. There's no fucking way he's worth twenty million. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Justin Long, net worth of fourteen million dollars. I was gonna say twelve. I was gonna say twelve, but I didn't want to box myself in too much. Damn, I was gonna say fifteen. Fuck. <laughs> All right, fun movie, wow. spectacular, yes. off to a rollicking start. I have the next movie. You have it? You already have the next film yeah. picked out. I have it locked and loaded? I think I do, guys. What's it going to be? All right. Well, it's by uh, a favorite filmmaker of uh, Nico Gregorio over here. One of his favorites, one of his pals. Yeah. A man by the name of uh, Neil Blomkamp. Ooh, mm. we were gonna do Blom Timber, weren't yeah, we? I know we were. Or Blom, we we're past. It was gonna, yeah, that was supposed to be for September. Blom Timber. Oh, so we're past that. Okay. So Chappy. No. Oh darn it. Demonic. Okay. Demonic. Have you seen? No. Okay. Okay. Demonic, huh? I'm, I'm 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 kind of excited for that one. <laughs> is this the 2021 film Demonic? Yep. And I guess I'll watch Chaffee just for the hell of it. <laughs> uh, Chaffee, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe on the other show we can do a Blomp Camp pod. You want to do? Oh no! How many are there? There's uh, there's only Dis- four, right? Yeah, District Nine, Elysium, Chaffee, Demonic. Yeah, only four. I think I'm going to hate this movie because I fucking hate all of his movies. I'm not crazy about his movies either. E- I like them. Yeah. I District 9 is on my top five worst films I've ever seen. I Whoa. hate that fucking movie. I hate Oscar it. nominated. Jesus. I hate it. I've told this story before, but the theater lost power about two thirds of the way through the movie. And me and my dad were ecstatic to get our money back. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize you hated it that much. We hate. I hate that film. It has, like, you didn't see it to the end, so I watched it again, and I just fucking hate it. <laughs> oh, hasn't my God. hasn't aged as well for me as I thought. I, I, I do still like it. It's the only Blomkamp movie that I still like, but otherwise, no. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to get de-antward in my oh, next yeah. movie. Hell like, yeah. that makes sense. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> de-antward. Oh, boy. Jeffy! 
Oh, baby. Yeah, one day we'll do Blomp. We'll do a Blomp cut. Blomp pod? Blomp pod. <laughs> the, the blomp pod? All right, demonic. Demonic. Okay. Right, we'll demonic. You heard it here first. Demonic. Yeah. Okay. Got to do the Munsters. Uh, yeah. The Rob Zombie Munsters at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I'm, I'm sure there's There's plenty of stuff we haven't done. Okay. Here we are, guys. It's the fall yet again. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. Every year just sneaks up on you. I love the fall. It's my favorite season. Best season. My favorite season by far. And this is why you two are married. Okay. Uh, Listen, girls love fall. If you want to get married, get used to the fall. Nico, do you want to come with Abby and I to get some like pumpkin spice coffee sometime? How's that sound? Maybe some, maybe uh, some banana bread. Apple picking. Apple picking. Yes, we we could pick pumpkins together, Nico. It's a oh pumpkin patch. How's that sound? Wouldn't you love that? So I love a good pumpkin patch. The friends that I watch football with every Sunday, oh, I mean, similarly, like they're just they're dropping like flies. Yeah. I mean, they're just uh, just engagement rings left and right, and it's a real sad state of affairs. And uh, yeah, every, every time someone can't make it on a Sunday afternoon, it's <laughs> it's because of apple picking. That, <laughs> that's become yeah. that's become our go-to line. It's you know, if picking. my friend will not text me, uh, I can't make it. He'll text me apple picking. <laughs> <laughs> that's great and, right uh, that's what it's become i mean yeah that to me is kind of like the that's like the symbol of all things i hate about like relationships you know what i mean apple picking apple picking yeah it's, yeah. it's like that right it's the it's the ultimate i don't want to fucking be here activity Ooh. and it calcify with my proposal didn't it i where i proposed right, in totally. an apple orchard yeah totally. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you literally yeah. oh my god you literally <laughs> no there's something about like you know it's the posing and then like you're you're lifting the girlfriend on your shoulders mm. to reach the top apple and mm. you know adam oh, you and sh- i have never done that no we, we can't <laughs> physically do that we are we are yeah. we are small frail men yeah, my, yeah abby's taller than i me, just so. picture you and abby just like linking arms and biting into apples together like i i just imagine like the the calendar shoot from hell well, would you like to see the photos <laughs> are there more are there more i haven't seen yeah Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Do you know how engagement photos work? <laughs> nope. There's like probably, I don't know, Adam, did you get like 100 photos at least? No, no, no. It, it was a short session. It was only 20 minutes, but that, that's all we really paid for. No, that's but, not it was, too bad. but it was like uh, 76 photos. Yeah. Yeah, there so, you go. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see you next time. I'm going to go through Adam's engagement photos now with him. Yeah. This should be uh, an awful time. <laughs> Honestly, Nico probably meet some ladies at the apple orchard i you know i was thinking that maybe i gotta hang out at apple orchards oh yeah there you go what what else is like a good place for me to hang out that's not like a fucking dive bar a strip bar (laughs) i was gonna say i was gonna say stand up it's not a pool hall or a casino stand up comedy bar (laughs) (laughs) where am i where am i like where should I be going that I'm not going already? You know what? Tell us in the Discord, ladies. Where do you hang out that if a man approached you, you wouldn't run? Where do y'all hang out? Should I be going to the library a lot more? The like, library? What's, what's the deal? That's an interesting spot. Uh, bookstore. Bookstore. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a good bookstore. Call. Yeah. Bookstore. Yeah. Uh, Tell you, you what. You, if you find you a girl could... you like, Nico, get in line in front. Cut her in line. Right. Here's Cut a... her in line yeah. and then pay for her books. Wow. There you go. Sounds expensive. Be a weirdo (laughs) and go into like Francesca's and say, oh, I'm just shopping for my sister for her birthday. And there's going to be girls in there.
I guarantee mm-hmm. it. There you go. I have had that experience in the past. Mm-hmm. You like you like enter a department store and it's yeah. like, oh, he's yeah. What are you shopping? For? Bath and Body Works. Oh, you ever been to a Bath and Body I Works? Have not been to that store in a minute, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you it's go. got like all like scrubs and soaps and shit, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it's hilarious because like I'll go in there to buy like their three in one shampoo body wash stuff. They have yeah. like one little corner that has like a men's sign. It's like old and fallen over and. Nobody stepped in there. You step on dust when you step right. into the men's section. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the store just smells like roses and right. upbeat music. And I kind of like this thought process. Let me ask you a question. You're a you're a three in one shampoo, conditioner, body wash guy. Oh, no. I buy them for travel. OK, so you don't use them normally. No. Can you walk me through your shower process real quick? We're at two hours in, into the pot. I mean, that's okay. No one's listening. Well, like anymore. the order of events when I shower. Yeah. Well, first you get naked. I right. first you get naked. Close, come turn on, the water on. Yeah. Uh, I I put shampoo in my hair and right. my beard, and I clean my hair and my beard first. Okay. And then I use soap, and I clean the rest of my body. Let's be more specific with the soap, though. We go on body soap. Like we go on like the bar soap. soap. Bar. I was soap. What kind of bar? I use a uh, Squatch, Doctor Squatch. You ever heard of that brand? <laughs> no, Dove. Hell yeah, bro, dude. That's why you're getting married, dude. It's Dove. That is why you're fucking getting married. You're a you're a bar a Dove guy. It's Dove. You and me both, my man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, you guys like, just high five over Dove soap. We did. Like, that shit. That might have, Nico. That might have been the gayest thing we've ever done. It but might I don't be. not even close. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is. I mean, it's not like it's it's basically butter. I mean, it's like it's just cream. It doesn't do the job. Like it's not like <laughs> I, it doesn't do the no, job. No, but it feels so good. It's the experience of rubbing that 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 slippery bar over your body. Yeah. <laughs> He, he used fuck? to he used to dip his bald head in oil and rub it all <laughs> over my body. <laughs> no, dove soap. I mean, yeah. it's not. Yeah. I, 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 I'm convinced it doesn't do the job, but it's, <laughs> I, it feels so good. You don't get are any you, of this. Are you wholeheartedly good. recommending a product that doesn't work? <laughs> Yes. I'm saying, like Irish Springs. Every time I, it's Irish Springs, there's an S at the end. Yeah, Irish Springs. Yeah. Irish Springs. Every time I've used that soap, like I can tell it's doing the job. You know, <laughs> because it stays on you for a week. You can smell the that Irish. <laughs> you know, it's on you forever. Yeah. Like you're peeling off like a layer, like a snake. You're peeling off a layer of soap. Yeah. Like it's, it, you know, but. It it's like sandpaper. It is getting the job done. There's probably exfoliant in yeah, there. Yeah, Dove so. just falls right off you kinda, you know. It's yeah. you know. The one I'm using is like all natural stuff, so right. that's kinda Yeah. But I'm glad that we're all in agreement. We're not some of those lazy fucks that use like the, the liquid soap. Like have some self respect. I currently no. write I bring now, that for travel because it's one container yeah. that I can stick in my bag and then I just like Fair I don't enough. have to ask somebody, oh, I, do you have some shampoo I can borrow enough. or whatever? You're, I, if you're at home, use a bar. I've run out of yeah. my borrow soap, so I've been using the, the liquid stuff for the past like week or two, but I got to get a new bar. I, yeah. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like shit. You, you look don't, like shit. You don't glisten the way you normally no. do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so where am I going to meet women? 
Bed, Bath, and Beyond? What, what <laughs> well, there's not going to be much Bed, Bath, and Beyond. So. Yeah, Bath and Body Works. <laughs> yeah. What's the plan here? Uh, yeah, go to Bath and Body Works. Sh- say you're shopping for your sister or your mom. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Chicks love the mom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm shopping. Your friends are going uh, apple picking. Mm-hmm. Start going with them. Ah, uh, been there, done that, my friend. Yeah, keep doing it. Third wheel when they don't want you to third wheel because like then they'll find friends very much. That's the problem. Those girls will mm. the girls that they're going with will find you a fourth wheel so okay. you can leave them alone. I got one for you. I got one for you, Nico. Yeah, because you love your cat, right? Uh, if whenever you know your mom or your dad or whomever says I'm going to go get the cat food, you go get the cat food. Oh, you, you just mm. bro, and bro, you, and you look for them, bro. You know, you know what the fuck this is. Oh, he's got a Adam's card. wedding. Yeah. Adam's wedding. <laughs> That's where you should be meeting people. This is a fucking premium pet supply membership card. I, I, I'm on top of that. Where are the babes? <laughs> Not a lot of babes. <laughs> Not a lot of babes hang out at the pet store. All the babes use Chewy. They get it delivered right. to the door. Right. Because they were sick of men approaching them at the pet store. Right. I think the babes just don't go out in public anymore. I think that's what's happening. (laughs) I think the babes are exclusively online. You're saying all your friends are getting married and you're not meeting people at weddings? Are you not talking to strangers at weddings? Are you only talking to... uh... I was looking for the single women of yours. There weren't any. That's true. Not at mine. Okay. It's not my fault. Yeah. any Any single ladies at yours? Any bridesmaids? Actually, I know all the bridesmaids. Then. Oh, boy. I was going to say, my cousin Annie is definitely not going to be <laughs> with anybody. Annie I, Hall? I have an Annie Hall. Yes, oh, I boy. do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's just made for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so, such an idiot for saying that. Oh, my God. Oh, I hate that. Ah, oh, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> That's enough of that. I'm not, I, you're not doing that to, to any. <laughs> all right, spooktacular uh, continues next week. Until next time, you've all been so very, very naughty. <laughs> uh, naughty.